welcome to In The Moment. I'm your host, Reverend Ricky Allen Jr. And no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, God has his hands on your life. And you must trust in that. Be joyful, be happy, because you woke up this morning and God still has things for you to do in this thing we call the world. So before we even get started, let's pray for Ukraine and Russia. As you watch the news, I'm sure you see everything is going on there. We're not gonna go over that right now, but we definitely wanna pray for the people of both areas. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for your patience, your mercy, your everlasting love. We ask you, Lord, to continue searching out for the people of Ukraine and Russia that may not know you and that may know you and need you right now, Lord. Your humble servant requires your aid. Guide our hearts so that we may bring others to you, Lord. Present us the chance to put the name of Jesus in Ukraine and Russia so that they may know that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every gun will fall to the ground in peace. Families are being torn apart from this, O oh Lord. People are watching helplessly, wanting to do something, but not knowing what to do. We ask you to remind them to pray, Lord, because prayer changes everything. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning's psalm comes from Psalm 46, 1 through 7, which reads, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Salah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Shalom. Our morning scripture comes from Romans 14, 19, which reads as follows. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I don't know what's going on in people's lives right now. I am not a mind reader. I don't know what's going on this Sunday morning in many houses across this world. But what I do know, Lord, is that you have given all of us a purpose, one that uplifts the kingdom and glorifies you, one that helps us trust, one that helps us obey, one that reminds us that these gifts that we have are not our own, but are yours. And they're given to us to be a light in the waters of trouble for those who may be lost. We ask you, Lord, that whoever is listening right now understand their value, understand their purpose, and know they're not just existing, 
but they're living. They're not just surviving, though no one's surviving. We live in the kingdom, Father. And we ask you, Lord, to reach out to these people who may be doubting that right now. Lord, I can't not explain why this request has come, but some in, somehow in my mind, I feel like someone out there feels as if they're not doing their worth, or maybe people don't recognize their worth. But remind them, Lord, that you're here. You see what's going on. You see them. And that is what matters. I pray the day never comes that you walk past one of us and say, depart from me, I know you not. Because everything that would have been done would have been done in vain. So we ask you, Lord, to keep us in your light. Keep us walking with our head held high and in knowing that what we do is for the greater good of the kingdom and bringing this kingdom to this world that has lost its way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray God is going to bless you with a mighty message and hope to support you in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Email us at yourmomentministries at gmail.com with your praise and prayer requests. Help support this ministry through your cash app, dollar sign, your moment. We appreciate your continued prayers and support. And now, today's message. As we continue on through the Lord's Prayer, this week we are, uh, we find ourselves on a part of the text that speaks on provision. That's pretty much the gist of this portion we're going to get into here in a few minutes. But let's talk about provision for a moment. Let's talk about that. The Bible speaks on provision in various areas of his word. Psalm 37, 25 reads, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Matthew 6, 31 through 32 reads, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Uh, verse 32 says, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Luke 12, 24 says, Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and yet God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And finally, Philippians 4, 19, our final example, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So we see here in God's word that there is a great deal of mention about provision. But what does provision look like? Provision has two sides, folks. On the first side is the receiver of the provision. The receiver must have faith in the provider. That's the first thing a receiver, if you're receiving anything out there, then if someone said, I'm going to give you said item that you're looking for, then you're going to have faith, obviously, that that person or persons can do that. On the other side is the provider of the provision. 
that person is the delegator of the resources requested or needed by the receiver. Now this is common sense, but stay with me. They are the source to answering the questions of need. We all at some point in life are either the provider or receiver of the provision. But God tops it off at the top. God provides the provider with the resources to help those who need it. He is the one who assigns the delegation of the provision to ensure it reaches you from the supernatural to the natural. He is the one that ensures that person, organization, or people group reaches you the one in need so that his power and glory be made manifest in this world. If you've ever wondered how perfect the timing was when you were looking for something and you was, you've been praying for this thing to happen or looking for an item or whatever, and then someone comes along and says, I have it right here. And it's exactly what you need. That's not luck, folks. That's God. That's not luck. Don't, don't, don't cheapen God's blessing by just chalking it up to dumb luck, as they say. That's God who has made that happen for you. Because remember, you prayed for it. As we continue through the Lord's Prayer, we come to the portion that's about provision. Matthew 6.11, which reads, Give us this day our daily bread. Now let's pray. Now, Lord, we ask you to push me aside and come forward and say what needs to be said at this time in regards to provision, in regards to you coming down here in manners that we can relate to and providing our needs and addressing our wants and desires and reminding us that you're still God, no matter what's going on. Of course, Lord, say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done at this time for the glorification of your kingdom. We ask this in the name of Jesus, amen. Give us this day our daily bread. What I want you to see in this line of text are three prayer requests. The first, there is a prayer for something supernatural to occur in the natural. Prayer is asking God to release the provisions of the day into the natural where we can receive them. This prayer request places our words and petitions into a supernatural state of mind. What we are doing here is acknowledging an almighty God that we trust and obey and know in our hearts for sure that he is our provider and has provisions and we are happily anticipating this arrival of resources. This line of text also reminds us that the Lord's Prayer is a 24-7 prayer, not just one you say before you go to bed. Because if we're going to be honest, many of us learned this prayer before you went to bed. We were made to recite it, and you did so, and you know of it now because of those nighttime prayer sessions. But this prayer is a 24-7 prayer. I would go as far as to say that when you wake up and are, you know, in the day, 
the prayer says to give us this day our daily bread, it fits perfectly in starting the day. So if you don't have nothing else to say to the Lord in the morning before you go to work, before the kids go to school, recite the Lord's Prayer because it has it right here. Give us this day our daily bread. It says day. It doesn't say night. It says day. And so that makes perfect sense. For we, you know, we wonder why we do some things sometimes. You know, we don't know, but this is a prayer that really you should be starting off in the day with. It says, give us this day, the beginning of the day. So this is a prayer that seems like it's it's meant to be started. Before you start anything during the time in the morning, it, it started to say, give us this day. As in, before I do anything, let me get this, Lord, give me this right now. I'm praying for the here and now. The next prayer request, I want you to see the current state of the prayer. As I just said, this prayer request is for this day. Not next week, not next year, this day. It doesn't say anything about tomorrow. Jesus wants you to focus on the day he has given you. If you woke up this morning and you turned on my show and are drinking your coffee, then guess what? He has given you this day. This day he wants you to focus on kingdom thinking and application. He's not worried about tomorrow, so why are you? There is nothing in this prayer request that talks about tomorrow's provisions. Some of our problems is that we want more control than we need and we can handle. We want to know what life is going to be like the next day is going to be all right and the bills will be paid. But when you trust in the Lord, that trust is tested when it's 24 hours before the lights turn off and you don't have the money. That trust is tested when it's a bad day already and your child's starting college and you don't have the room and board fees in place. That trust is tested when you're behind a car payment and the lender has said, they're coming for your wheels tomorrow. And yet Jesus says to focus on the here and now and cast off these worries about the next day. Why is that? Because tomorrow is the future and you're not God. Let me say that again. Tomorrow is the future. That's future talk. You're not God. Finally, we see what we are praying for. Daily bread. Divine substance. Our divine rations for you military folks out there. These are the provisions of the day. You're praying for what only is needed for this day and this day only. Again, Jesus is not focusing on tomorrow in this prayer. He wants us to focus on the day. This is what we have. This is all we have. Isaiah 118.24 says it best. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Because God made the day. We're in the day. Jesus is telling us to focus on the day. So Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Let's, let's take this day that we have and give God the glory and walk in joy. And don't let Satan take the day. 
Don't let Satan take the joy out of your day. You know, there are a lot of things Satan can do can just wreck your joy. I'm constantly preaching about it in my house as well, about protecting the joy that God has given you. Don't let God bless you one minute, and then you're up on this high, you're joyful, and you're rejoicing, and then as soon as something else happens, boom, kills it. Because Satan does one. And all this joy that you thought you had, you never really had in the first place. Protect your joy, people. Protect it. You can't rejoice if you're not focused on what God has given you today. And that is what Satan wants you to do. He wants to make sure that he can take your focus off of what God is doing for you and keep you focused on everything that's going supposedly wrong in your life. So no, no matter how many blessings you get, you're always on the fence on whether or not you're going to give Jesus the complete adoration and joy and thanks that he most definitely reserve, deserves. Let's be real about this. There have been several times you've received blessings from Jesus that you didn't really recognize because Satan kept you distracted on the things that are going wrong. And we're going to be honest, you ignored those blessings. You ignored what God was doing for you because you kept you stayed so wrapped up in these other these other things, these things that God has not addressed yet that he's getting to, but Satan had you over here when you should have been over here giving praise. That's why you feel empty. That's why you're, you're missing stuff. You're missing, it's like watching a movie and missing all the Easter eggs and you gotta go on YouTube and see what you missed that was said that you missed because you weren't paying attention because your mind was focused so much on the story. God has placed small Easter eggs of blessings in your day that you're missing because you're so wrapped up in the entire story of things, you know, you, you just, you, you're not happy. You're unsatisfied, most importantly. You have become what I call a yeah, but Christian. You ever seen these yeah, but Christians? Here is what a yeah, but Christian is. Yeah, but Christians recognize the blessings of the day and they'll say something like, yeah, I'm glad I have food on the table today, but I don't know about tomorrow. A yeah, but Christian says, yeah, the car is running right now, but I know it needs more work. Can't give praise and move on for nothing. Can't just be thankful and move on. There's always that but there. A yeah, but Christian never recognizes that today's blessings completely and is always unsatisfied with God's provision because the provision does not match the expectations. That's why many of you, your friends, have gray hair far too early in life because you're worrying about stuff that really does not concern you at this time. You're taking on worry that is completely unnecessary to take on because if I'm praying for, if I'm praying the Lord's Prayer, then my mind should be focused on Jesus and his provisions of the day and I should be thankful for that. But you're not. Because we're human. I'm human. You're human. And our mind drifts. 
our minds wander into what's going to be going on on Friday and it's Monday. What's going on on Saturday? Here we are on Sunday and we're not even there yet. It's human. This is where you got to be careful your forecasting and your planning because your forecasting and planning will overrule everything that's going on right now. Nothing wrong with having organizations, nothing wrong with being organized. But you got to keep in mind what you have right now, what you're praying for. When you say this prayer, the prayer says, I'm going to say it again. It says, give us this day our daily bread. This day. We're talking about right now. Let's, let's keep that in focus here. Daily bread is for daily substance. Daily bread is just enough to get me to the next day. And God's not doing that. God's not working in that manner to stress you out. You shouldn't be stressed. He doesn't want you stressed. He's not trying to cause confusion. But if you're a child of God, as you say you are, this should not really be a thing. It should be no different than waking up, taking in the breath, stretching those legs, sitting up on the side of the bed and getting started with your day. But doing it with joy, that is. And being thankful for it. I'm going to leave you with this. Once upon a time, there were two men on the road walking on a hot day on a lonely highway. They had prayed for God to help them stay alive long enough to make it to the next town. The men came across a garbage can at an abandoned gas station, and in it was a dirty water bottle that had a quarter of water left in it. They had been doing this their entire journey, just looking for anything to keep them going. One of the men said, thank you, Lord, for this water. And he looks at the other guy and says, I'll take some and then you can finish it off. The other man looked at him crazy and said, that's just going to make my thirst worse. You just drink it all. So the man drunk it all and they kept walking. The one who didn't take the portion passed out and died. He passed out and died. And when he got to heaven, he looked at God and said, why didn't you help me? God said, I sent you water, but you didn't take it. The man said, but that wasn't enough to quench my thirst. God said, you're right, but it was enough to keep you walking. And if you drunk it and trusted, you would have made it another mile to get to a town to fill your need. It was just to help you keep going. Sometimes God doesn't send you everything at one time, but he will send you just enough to keep you going and keep you moving to that final destination where your provision, where your blessing is waiting on you. So wherever you are in this walk we call life, I know the days get hot. I know the days get weary. But when you see that small provision in unsuspecting places, by the way, you pick it up, you give thanks, 
and you keep on going because you don't know how far you are from your blessing. You don't know how far you are from your destination. You don't know just how close you are to surviving and making it happen. And on the other end, when you're at that destination, when you have that blessing, you've got a testimony. You can talk about how the Lord saw you through. You can talk about how, even though I didn't have everything I needed at that time, the Lord sent me enough to keep me going. He sent my family enough to keep me going. He gave my marriage one more conversation to keep it going. He gave me just enough strength to survive this pandemic, to survive COVID, to survive whatever's going on in my life, he gave me just enough to make that happen. I am here to let you know today that no matter where you are in this walk, no matter how far down the road you've been walking, you might be dragging a leg at this point, but if God is still sending you some kind of provision, somewhere, somehow, take it, take it in, give thanks, and you keep going. Because when God says, give us this day our daily bread in the Lord's prayer, he means just that. You pray for daily bread on this day and you let God handle the next day because tomorrow is not promised to you anyway and you can't add one hour to your life no matter what's going on. Well, that was an amazing word. Join us next week as we continue our study in the Lord's prayer.